Hey, welcome to another episode of Faith Marketplace, and uh, where we equip, encourage, and give folks that are out in the marketplace, how do you combine your faith and work? And I've got a terrific guest with me today that I've known for a number of years. Uh, her name is Kimberly Stevens. She's a president of Kim Insurance, and that's at kiminsurance.com. And she's all the way from Florida with us today. I love it. You know, uh, she's down there basking in that nice weather down there, but she's going to be coming to Chicago soon, she told me. So that's going to be cool. Well, anyways, welcome, Kimberly. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Yeah. Hey, um, you know, you have a, a terrific background and we're going to let, we'll unweave, we'll unweave that a little bit uh, for people to know who Kimberly is. Um, but why don't you give them right now just a bit of your background and we'll tease them a little bit because uh, you've got quite a, quite a background. So. So I grew up in the swimming powerhouse, Hinsdale, Illinois. And of course, I had to become a swimmer. I was from Hinsdale, which, by the way, the Hinsdale Central boys uh, are top in the nation this year. So very proud of them for their accomplishments. And Hinsdale is back on the swimming board. So go Red Devils. Um, So I was a swimmer. I went to the University of Iowa on a swimming scholarship, set some Big Ten records, won some a few, a few races and, um, achieved some very nice honors, including I was inducted into the hall of fame in 2016. Oh, congratulations. Um, thank you. Currently I live in Orlando, Florida. As you said, Mickey mouse is my next door neighbor (laughs) and I currently sell health life and disability insurance. Okay. And you, you've been doing that how long now? (laughs) <laughs> about seven years seven years. no actually no it's longer i think it's more like eight okay uh and we have some other things that we're going to share a little bit later about your journey through life uh, that uh, will be fascinating okay. but uh i know that you sent a, a a life verse to me that was very special would you share that with the audience and why why is it important to you absolutely so it's jude there's only one chapter, so it's Jude 1, 22, and 23, and it reads, And you must show mercy to those whose faith is wavering. Rescue others by snatching them from the flames of judgment. Show mercy to still others, but do so with great caution, hating the sins that contaminate their lives. And this is my second year uh, reading through the Bible chronologically. So I got to this verse in Jude at the end of last year. and. It was right about the time that I was launching my book. Yep. And I felt that God was speaking over me, saying that my story, my book, is for this reason, is to show mercy to others, and possibly to myself. Uh, I love it. It's great. Well, let, let's let the audience know what you want them to take away out of our conversation today. <laughs> Three words, never give up. Yep. And then a couple more after that, God has your back. Yeah, absolutely. And you're the personification of that, especially with that journey you were on. Um, Let's do this. Let's talk a little bit about your practice, uh, you know, Kim Insurance. So let's talk about that. What what is it that, uh, first of all, who are you target? Who's in the target audience, a good audience for you, a good client for you? So, 
I'm actually a broker. Mm-hmm. Um, I work with individuals. I work with small businesses. I work with people who are aging into Medicare. And my goal really is to listen to what somebody needs and try to match them to the most appropriate product. Being a broker is very, very freeing because I don't have to make you fit into my formula. I get to actually try to create or find a product that fits your life and your needs. So I love what I do because I feel like I get to really serve people mm-hmm. and listen to a lot of times when people need health insurance, it's, it's painful. They need it now for a very, very specific reason. And it's very rewarding when I can help them find something they thought didn't exist. Yeah. Um, and that, that, you know, obviously, uh, Part of the things you address is where a lot of people maybe have lost hope or they can't find it or they don't know where to find it. So would you say that uh, that's kind of what you bring to the party is to help give them more hope? (laughs) Yes, that is my four-letter word, hope. There you go. (laughs) um, I I bring that into everything that I do. Now, obviously, there's a lot of brokers out there, insurance people all over the place. Uh, I know a number of them. But I always ask this question because it's asked to me, what makes you unique versus all these other people that are out there servicing people? I hesitate to say this because I don't want somebody who hears this to wonder if they are one of them. But I will help a person regardless. I will put them in the right plan regardless of whether or not I get paid. Ah. I don't tell them if I get paid or not. I just put them in the right plan and then I treat them the exact same way I treat every other client. Okay. So none of my clients know if I was paid or not. So bottom line, if I'm reading this a little bit and I'm going to paraphrase it for you, that you're basically there, to, you know, not to be self-serving, but to serve others. And if that means that that's not going to be a commission for you, that's just fine with you. Uh, because that's... That uh, is. I promised, I, I promised the Lord when I started this business that I would help whoever he brought my way. Ah, I love it. I'm proud to welcome Inbound Studio as a sponsor of Faith Marketplace. Marshall Mullet, the owner, has a mission to help businesses be more efficient and effective in getting results from their marketing technology. With their vast experience, Inbound Studio builds websites using inbound marketing methodology that provides a beautiful visitor experience that has them coming back for more. As a result, the company has evolved to be a premier provider of web technology services in the Midwest. I encourage you to check them out at www.inboundstudio.com. Well, let's don't keep them in any more suspense, Kimberly, as to uh, that book of yours that we talked about. So uh, why don't you tell the audience what the name of the book is and what inspired you to write it? So the name of the book is Altered. It's spelled like the altar of God, A-L-T-A-R. And ALTER is in all capitals, and then there's an apostrophe D at the end in lowercase letters. This subtitle is Finding Hope Through Grit and Gratitude to Never Give Up. So it's called ALTERED, Finding Hope Through Grit and Gratitude to Never Give Up. And the reason I put the ALTER 
in all capitals and the apostrophe D in lowercase was very, very on purpose, if you will. The altar is about God, so it's all capitalized. And the apostrophe D is about me, so it's lowercase. Ah, okay. So what inspired you to write it? Altered means God. Um, it means the presence of God, but it also can mean, if we spell it with an E, it can mean changed. Mm -hmm. And I, I wrote this book about several very, very important moments in my life that I had to bring myself and my pain, my failure to the altar and allow God to work through it and change me so that I could go forward with hope. And so really the, the whole book is, is just a story. It's my story. Okay. It's, it's a story about my son who passed away, mm -hmm. my daughter who was born after him with the same disease, mm -hmm. who was healed and cured by God right in front of my eyes wow. after a liver transplant. Um, it then goes on to talk about some dark days when I walked away from the Lord. And then I came back to the Lord because I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm. And, you know, once you get that diagnosis, you better be sure uh, of your faith. because <laughs> you, uh, <bet. laughs> you, you might make your ma meet your maker soon. Um, but that really is. God used that to, to bring me back to mm -hmm. himself. And uh, the, the breaking of my will, shall we say, uh, continued because as I uh, worked through my treatment and being out on disability and not having adequate coverage, I ended up eventually losing everything I owned, my car, my possessions, and then my home. Mm. And I was able to restart my life again, clean, if you will, um, through the insurance business. And altered is about each of those moments and bringing those circumstances back to the Lord so that I could, one, heal, and two, know that God had my back. Right. As you said before, and hope, right? And this is a, a shining example of that. So it's really a biography of sorts or your life story then of how you went through these different transitions, very difficult and very challenging things that you faced in your life. And, um, and then, so I got to ask you this question now, obviously being diagnosed with breast cancer, why was that pivotal for you to come back to the Lord when you'd already had kind of maybe gotten to the dark valley of not, you know, uh, you're upset with him or something like that. So what was it about that experience? All of a sudden you said, you know, I got to hang on to something here. Uh, because I never really thought about my own death ah. before. Okay. And it was time to think about that. It was a very real possibility. Right. And, you know, I, I accepted the Lord in 1983 and 
Um, I was taught you can't lose your salvation. That's between God and his creation. I, I do not know, but I just knew after I got that diagnosis that I wanted to be sure that I was walking with my creator. Ah, okay. Very good. Um, but you didn't totally leave him at that whole point in time, right? Because you're, were you upset with the Lord as to what's happened and transpired with your kids? So that's, without context, that's a hard question to answer. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially, yes. Um, what ended up happening is I was married to a pastor while all of the things were going on with my children. And having a special needs child, having the stress and having the, the, the pain that we had for so many years, so intensely, our marriage did not survive. Right. And when you divorce a pastor, it's very difficult. And in any divorce, people take sides. Right. And when the husband is a pastor and all your friends are, you know, at this church. Right. Um, people took sides and it wasn't mine. Yep. And I lost every friend and I lost my church. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't think I would lose God. It didn't happen like, oh, I'm angry at God. I'm just going to walk away. It just happened gradually. Mm-hmm. I, I wrote in my book that it happened more in a way that like I moved away from a dear friend and promised to keep in touch. And then the distance just grew and I didn't keep in touch. Yeah. Well, again, you know, everybody's got their uh, the journeys, and uh, thank you for sharing that. I know that was a difficult part of it, but it's also in the book, right? So that's really uh, the whole right. journey that you took through this thing and weave through this. Um, so the book was written, what, last year that you published the book? I started it in June. It was published on December 23rd, which Whoa. is a significant day uh-huh. um, of this last year. And so December 23rd is my son's, my first son's birthday. His name was Braden Michael. And when I was getting close to launching the book, I realized that I was really close to December 23rd. And I just thought, what an amazing way to honor my son. And, and the life, though it was short, that he did have here. And so I launched the book on his birthday. Wow, that's an amazing uh, short period of time to launch a book. I mean, my good from June to December. Wow, uh, you must have been mightily inspired. <laughs> so it it is. Um, you could say that. Yes, I knew that I was supposed to write this book for a very long time, okay. and I just kept putting it off and telling God He would have to physically write it Himself because I just did not want to face everything all together mm-hmm. in you know, in one bound edition, if you will. And I was at a Christian Chamber of Commerce meeting here in Orlando last April, almost exactly a year ago. And they were talking about Jonah and his story and how he was running away from what the Lord had called him to do. And Crystal Parker, 
the president of the chamber asked the question, is there anywhere in your life where you're running away from God, where you know you're supposed to be doing something? And I was like, don't call on me. Don't look at me. (laughs) No. And of course they came around to my side of the table and I actually, I had to open my mouth. It was, you know, that or God was going to make the person next to me say it. And, you know, and I just said, yeah, I have um, a book that I'm supposed to write and I am avoiding it. And um, so at the end of that meeting, we all put our things we were running away from uh, in prayer and, and just put it up to God and submitted ourselves and I did not know what was going to happen, but it was not until it was not four weeks later at the very beginning of June, end of May that I found an online class about how to write a book. So I signed up. Oh, wow. And, uh, wow. About six months. Folks, I wish you could see the smile on her face. She's lighting up and she's just, uh, radiating, you know, that the good Lord gave her that to do. And I have to tell you, Kimberly, uh, really, most people I know that are authors, and we've had a number of on, that is a quick, quick run. Now, obviously, you said it took a long time to get to that point. You had to have some kind of a, a um, trigger point to do that. And it sounds like this uh, group that you were in was that trigger point for you. But boy, you move through that fast, because I know what it's like to write one and how, it, how long it takes and the editing and back and forth and all that stuff. So, Kudos to you. How well is it done uh, since you launched Thank it? You. Pardon me? How oh, well is it done? Yeah. Um, well, first couple of days, you know, you only have so many friends. But the first <laughs> couple of days, <laughs> it's, it made it to the top of a couple categories in Amazon. Okay. And um, now it's just kind of out there. Um, truthfully, I have not done a lot to market it up until this point Mm -hmm. i i will be doing that it is in my plan um but if you're looking for a book that validates that life is hard Mm -hmm. but also shares the gospel this is the book you can read this if you are a a long time christian and you can read this book if you're a seeker and the whole thing is designed to, it talks about how I invited the Lord into my life. It talks about re-inviting the Lord into my life. It talks about struggling and my questions. And I tried to be very, very real. And so what I've been doing because of Jude 1, 22 and 23 is I've just been carrying copies around in my bag now and just asking the Lord, who I need to give this book to today. That's great. That's great. And that's a great inspiration. So now that you're carrying around the bit, have you come to those opportunities where you had, were able to give it to people? Absolutely. Well, tell me about that. Yes. So people are shocked. Um, Really? You want to give this to me? Yes, I do. Um, Some of them I'll never see again. I have no idea. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, many others have gotten back to me and said, oh my gosh, I picked up your book. I couldn't put it down. I read it in a day. And there, then 
the comments have been back. Thank you for being so real. I really did share my struggle. Mm-hmm. I didn't sugarcoat anything. Right. And I did that on purpose because if God can handle my rage and my pain and somebody can see that, maybe they will be inspired yep. to give their own yep. to God. And I was also very, very real about my my sorrow, mm. my my tears grief, yep. and my pain. And the other comments that I've heard back are from people who actually, my daughter in particular, who is, her name is Victoria Faith. And she is one of the strongest human beings I know. And she is an inspiration to me. I don't think I've ever seen her cry. Mm. Real tears because she is so tough. And when the book published, she read it. And she read about her brother Mm. who preceded her with citrullinemia, the disease she conquered. And she said that she had to put it down because she was crying so hard she couldn't see through her tears. And that, as weird as this sounds made my day because the idea behind this is if somebody can hear my pain and they can cry a little bit over my story or her brother's story, that maybe they can let out enough of their own pain that hope can find its way into the cracks. Yep. And that, that is my hope. That is my, ultimate desire. Yep. Well, I I certainly can understand why you picked the verse you did (laughs) because you're delivering that in spades. Um, So you're going to go out and start getting on, you know, promoting the book because I think that would be terribly important to get this out to other people and and let them know about it. So if people that are listening right now, how could they, is it on Amazon? You said? It is on Amazon. Yes. And um, all you'd have to do is type in altered a-L-T-A-R, apostrophe D, or my last name, or, or my name, Kimberly Stevens. Okay. And and Kimberly, do you have a website for this too? Or do you, are you doing anything at all? Blogging? It's, or a doing very rough, it's a very rough placeholding website right now. So okay. it is it is in the process of being redone professionally so that there is one caveat. So it's KimberlyJStevens.com. Okay. Very good. Uh well, you know, I'm I'm sure that you'd love to talk to anybody too. So how how can they email you or t- or get get in touch with you? Absolutely. So my email is very simple. It's just Kimberly Kimberly K I M B E R L Y at Kimsurance dot com, and Kimsurance is K I M Surance S U R A N C E dot com. Okay, that's wonderful. Um, thank you for sharing. I, I, you know, I admire your courage to go through that because uh, people, like you said, you had this book within you, but uh, it took somebody to prompt you to be courageous enough to write your story because it's painful. I know it is. But on the other side, that's the glory of it. Right. And that's what you're hoping that people will take away out of it, even through those darkest valleys. And I'm a Psalm 23 guy. So, you know, those darkest valleys that you come out of that. Um, how would you say that the book has changed you? 
Wow. Um, I was trying to put that into few words uh, about a week ago, and I failed. I, I went on forever. I think the book has just made me more grateful. Uh. And I always knew that I was grateful that my daughter survived, and I have another son who is healthy and he's, he's wonderful as well. But when I put everything together in a binding and when I see it and when I see what God has brought me through, I cannot help but stop and fall on my face in worship and gratitude and thanks. Yep. That. Was there a sense of relief around this also that you got all this out, that you'd had it in you for a long period of time that you were able to do? And God gave you the gift of writing it? Uh, not quite yet, because I still have a couple of, I, I have at least two more books that I would like to write. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that's great, because he's given you a gift of writing now, so you can <laughs> get out and write more. Folks, you got to listen to this, because there's more to come with Kimberly. I just know it. But you got to get out there on Amazon. You got to look it up, altered, spelt like the altar of God with the apostrophe D, and it's Kimberly Stevens. And uh, get out there and check it out. I, I know it's going to be something. How big is the book? Because I haven't had a chance to get the copy yet you were going to send me. <laughs> oh, I sent it. I must have sent it to the wrong address. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no. Okay. Well, we'll fix that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. We'll have to check on Amazon. Okay. Uh, the book is about 280 pages. Okay. Um, it's not, not all of that is my story. A couple of things that I did that I'm actually really excited about, sometimes more excited about those things than I am about the actual story, is at the end of each section of the book, I put a playlist. Uh-huh. And it is um, songs that inspired me to not give up at that particular part of my story and my journey. And I have this playlist about four and a half hours long. It's on Spotify. So if anybody wants it, absolutely send me an email and I will send you the link to the Spotify list. Oh, that's great. Um, I love it. I play it in my background all the time. And I loved when it got on Spotify because it used to just be kind of a mess in my phone that I would listen to. And now it's just a little list. That Officially plays. there. I love that. I, I've never heard of a book doing that before. Uh, do you know if anybody's done that? That is inspired. <laughs> that is so cool. <laughs> I I was literally driving in the car between Naples, Florida, where my mom lives, and here, Orlando, and I was listening to these songs, and I was editing my book at the same time, and not in a car, obviously, but I put it together, and I thought, I have to include these songs in the book somehow. Right. Yeah. And so I I did it as a playlist. That is unique. I, I applaud you for that. That is awesome. <laughs> that is so cool. Um, now, 
through all of our lives, at least I know it's good for me, and I don't know about uh, you know other people, but I I ask this question oftentimes because um, it was one I I really struggled with because there was multiple people. So, through is there a mentor, a coach, or somebody that has helped you at all, Kimberly? There are so many. That's another part of my story, and there's so many. A lot of them are mentioned in my book. Um, and now, because of publishing my book and seeking out even different coaches, there are even more coaches in my life. Okay. Uh, long time, long time mentor for me would be Kayleen Marshall, okay. whom you've met, Bob. Yep. Um, I, I, of course, have to mention all my swim coaches, Carol Bobo, Peter Kennedy, Jim Richardson, um, gosh, without, without those four people in particular, uh, my life would be very different. Now I understand there is somebody right now that's coaching you about speaking. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I have had the privilege to work with Tim story. Okay. And that is amazing. One, he, he is a pastor Two, he's written multiple, multiple books, and he is, he's a human being. Okay. And, and he really cares, and he is helping me craft my message so that it connects even more strongly to right. an audience. Right. And that's what you're preparing for, right, is to be able to start speaking and, yeah. and getting out there. So, yeah. again... Uh, having spoken a number of times to many varying audiences, I know how tough that can be sometimes. But the thing that that is really um, calming and for you particularly is it's your story. So it's not something right. that you have to be, okay. And the other part of that is, as you know, a good storytelling is the emotional effect that you're going to have when you present that to people. So uh, I'm a big cheerleader for you. You know, <laughs> I wish you were up here Thank closer, you. but maybe we can get you a speaking gig up here in Chicago, you know? Uh, I would love that. Yeah, absolutely. There's a, a lot of people that need to hear that. And I know uh, particularly a lot of women's groups because I, you know, I don't want to presume anything, but you feel that the audience is going to be a, a large portion is going to be women that will relate to this the most? possibly the stories about losing my son and struggling as a mom. Right. Um, but there are also a lot of, I shared a lot of my own physical challenges um, right. as an athlete and struggling with where does my worth come from? Am I only worthy if I'm winning, if I'm setting records? Right. And I think that relates to anyone. Right. Male or female. Yep. And as we know, we're in the year of the woman. So I think it's particularly interesting in a story like that is, my goodness, surviving all of that and coming out the other side of that better, you know, than when you went into it, right? Okay. Are you looking for ways to increase your business? Are you hungry for business relationships that matter, that helps you grow personally, professionally, and spiritually? Well, welcome to G7 Networking with Purpose where we form relationships that lead to quality referrals and life transformation. Experience networking with others of like mind and spirit via monthly meetings that follow a powerful format that invites interaction and connection. Immerse yourself 
in the proprietary G7 app, sharing leads, prayer requests, and increased visibility with the entire G7 network. Chapters are forming now in the Chicagoland area and around the U.S., so please visit g7networking.com for details and search for a chapter near you. G7 is looking for well-connected leaders to of integrity and purpose, looking for what's next. If this sounds like you, please reach out to us via website, again, g7networking.com. Or if you're interested here in Chicago, just text me at 847-922-1498. Again, Bob Lambert, text me at 847-922-1498. As we mature in our life, Skycola and everything else, and certainly I'm at that <laughs> The farther side of the maturity here um, is if if you reflect back on your life and, and things like that, what advice would you give to your younger self? Hang on, it'll get better. <laughs> <laughs> and really, truly, um, the grit and the discipline that I learned in the pool were so, so important for me to take forward into the rest of my life. And there were a lot of times where I muscled through or I used my grit to get through and did not apply much grace. So I'd like to go back and and tell myself to to have a little more grace towards myself even. Right. Um, But to, to know that God had my back, even when I couldn't see it. Right. Yeah. Just that, yeah. You know, uh, let go and let God. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that that uh, I, we've heard it many times on here too. When I've asked that question, you know, what if you were to give yourself a good talking to, what would that look like? You know, and a lot of it is calm down. Everything's going to be fine. You know, don't get up tight. Don't get anxious. Uh, you know, it will come to you and those kind of things. But those are tough lessons to learn as a young person. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And especially yeah. like yourself, very motivated, you know. Um, I hate to put labels on people, but you're probably a double A, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very motivated. And, of course, you know, definitely. you and I share a lot because my daughter was a championship swimmer. Uh, my son is dating a, uh, in, you know, a really exciting uh, a um, young lady out of uh, University of Wisconsin, Madison or uh, Milwaukee, that swam on a full scholarship uh, like you. And uh, although I don't know how many records she set, but she certainly was a big competition, you know, in that, like you were in the in the uh, awesome. folks that you were uh, dealing with. Um, okay, so this is another fun one, and I know you got a story around it. So, uh, what's interesting, cool, and funny about you? So it's not funny. Okay. It's actually heartbreaking. It's interesting though. And and I really believe that this moment was the beginning of the rest of my life and the beginning of my book. And it happened when I was 17. I was just barely 17. I was a senior in high school. I was a young senior. I even went to college when I was still 17. Um, and it was state meet high school in Hinsdale. Oh um, actually, we were swimming in Nutrier. Uh-huh. And Hinsdale Central girls, we were seated first to win state. And I was seated first to win the 50 free. 
and I was seated first to win the 100 free. And I was part of some relays. And I got up on the blocks for the 50 free. The starter said, take your mark. And I dove before the gun. So in those days, the full start was called back to the heat. And uh, we all got called back and got back up on the blocks. Take your mark. And I dove again. And that was the second false start. And um, I was disqualified. Oh, boy. Oh, my goodness. I think I was crying before I even got back to the wall. And my coach grabbed me. And all that was going through my head at that time was, I've not, I'm not going to get a scholarship for college. I've let down my team. We're not going to win. I'm not going to win. I can't face my parents. I can't face my team. I can't face my coach. I just need to run out the back door. Now, this was in November and oh, in Illinois. So, um, I, but I would have, I would have run out the door in my wet swimming suit, no towel, and never come back if my coach had not intercepted me. Wow. And she intercepted me and took me in the locker room and I was sobbing and so embarrassed and ashamed and disappointed. And I don't know what magic words she said to me, um, but it was something to the effect of, you've got about 20 minutes to pull yourself together and then you're getting back up there for the 100 free. And we need you. And, um, I just wanted to run out of the locker room and never be heard from again. And I don't know if she sat guard to make sure I didn't run away, but, um, she may have, yeah. she may have had to, um, all I can tell you is 20 minutes later, I got back out there and the whistle blew and I had to step up on the blocks for the hundred free, which I was also supposed to win. And, I was determined I was not going to false start. So I had a slow start. Uh oh. <laughs> so I did swim my hundred. I placed second. And our team went on to get second at that meet. Okay. And um, it was a, a disappointing second, right? Because I could have done better and I yeah. should have. And why I feel like that was prophetic is a year later, I was asking my college coach why he still recruited me. And, you know, what, what were you thinking? I was a complete failure, right. disaster. And he said, I liked what I saw in the hundred. And it showed me that you could come back after disappointment and loss. Right. And that really has become the theme of my life. Yep. Moments like that. Yep. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That It's very prophetic that it really kind of set the tone and set you up for other things that you, like you said, the, I love the word grit, uh, which really is persistence. Uh, I don't know if you ever read Angela Duckworth's yeah. book, but uh, yeah, all the people that she ever interviewed, it was exactly come down to that equation, you know, of, Picking yourself up, dusting yourself off, and getting back out there, you know? And yeah. It's certainly not easy with particularly 
the devastation you've had. You know, the loss of a child is just devastating. I, I know many people that have, have gone through that, and it really is. And also, to your point, uh, most marriages do not survive that. So, um, yeah. you know, it, it is what it is. Well, listen, Kimberly, I want to thank you so much for being my guest today. It's been inspiring. Uh, folks, I can't encourage you enough to get out and get her book, Altered, A-L-T-A-R, apostrophe D. It's out there on Amazon. And, and email me yeah. at Kimberly at Kimsurance.com and I'll send you the playlist. And if anybody out there would like to have a fabulous speaker, <laughs> we just had one today. So check her out. She, I know she's going to have a fabulous Thank website you. and her speaker bio out there or anything. I'm going to see if I can get you a gig up here, Kimberly. <laughs> we, we wanted to have you back up. Awesome. Especially maybe this summer when it's a little nicer up here, you know. <laughs> Out, I like August. Yeah, yes. Get out of that. Get out of that heat down there. You know that would be great. Uh, again, Absolutely. Bob Labor, Faith Marketplace. Get out there and check us out. Faithmarketplace.com. Uh, we have all the podcasts out there. You hit that. We're on Google. We're on uh, Playtunes. We're now on Spotify. You can check us out out there for our, our podcast. Uh, we've been on for a decade. We have over 825 interviews. So I'm sure you're going to find something out there that really will uh, encourage you and inspire you from uh, how we take and connect faith and work. And Kimberly's been a perfect guest and example of that for us today. I'm very inspiring. So uh, also, we got this little donate button out there. So if you feel so moved, that's how this ministry has survived, is through the graciousness and the, and the uh, generosity of people uh, that have donated to keep us on. And that's our mission. So please get out there. We're going to see you, uh, you know, for our next episode coming up. 